Hello, SCOM 355 Social Media Class. This is Professor Duckett here, and I am going today to go over just some tips and helpful reminders about what content that you'll need to know and what will be covered on the midterm. I know we've had uh, a week of spring break in between, and we were supposed to take the midterm quiz before. Um, but the university had other plans, and um, the coronavirus had other plans, so we are going to adjust and uh, just jump back into the content material that we left off on. So I have uploaded in Canvas PowerPoint slide notes for each of the chapters that will be covered in the midterm exam. So chapter one, you will need to review those notes and obviously review the chapter. But the main things that I'm looking for from that chapter, you need to be able to define social media marketing. You need to be able to apply concepts from Jonah Berger's steps model that we've been talking about. So that's social currency, triggers, emotion, public practical value and stories so relook at those concepts reread the chapter material in one and be able to apply those to specific social media marketing campaign case studies all right so your book defines social media marketing very in very basic terms the process of gaining website traffic or attention through different social media sites so you'll need to be able to look at a social media campaign you'll need to be able to identify how they use different social media platforms and networks to do just that drive engagement drive traffic drive attention to their brand or their business through these different um through different tactics um, and strategies used in the social media marketing process. In addition, your book in chapter one outlines some best practices for social media marketing. Be able to identify some of those and apply those to different social media marketing situations. So starting with a strategy, right? We don't just adopt or create a, an account on a social media platform without having a strategy to back what we're doing. Um, making sure there's a culture of honesty and transparency throughout all social media marketing efforts. So this means being responsive to consumer engagement, consumer complaints, possibly. Um, building trust, right? Your consumer needs to know that your social media accounts aren't just a space for heavy sales conversations or heavy sales motivated content that they're, the brand is interested in hearing from them, right? We talked about how do we humanize our brand voice and our through our content through social media. One of our guest speakers who runs social media for Planet said that their main goal is to make their social media marketing channels and platforms feel like, feel human, right? Uh, identifying target audiences and personas. So we looked at, we developed target personas for different, um, different brands. So we looked at what we asked, we put ourselves in our target market in audiences shoes and we said hey what is what are their challenges 
what problem can my brand help this consumer or this um, potential customer solve, right? So there are ways that we can look at the different demographics, geographics, psychographics. What are What is the mindset of a potential person on the other side of our social media content and what would make them engage? Um, and then also just being nimble and willing to change with the different changes that are happening. So video content is our next chapter that we're going to talk about after the midterm. So we're going to look at video as in terms of YouTube. Then we're also going to talk about TikTok, right? So TikTok is allowing video to not only merge the value and engagement value of video content, but also music and humor and uh, short snippets of fun into someone's life using this vertical uh, social media platform. And so how has video kind of been reshaped across different platforms? You don't need to know that for the midterm, but that's something that we're going to be jumping into right after. All right. Now we're talking about chapter two, goals and strategies. So this is where we're looking at what are the main components of a social media marketing plan. Um, How does the social media marketing cycle work? How do we develop goals? What are these goals um, ultimately How do they tie in with the client's overall business objectives and strategies? What role does social media monitoring or social media listening play in an overall social media marketing plan? All right. So in chapter two, you need to know the purpose or basically the main components of a social media marketing planning cycle. So listening, um, being able to identify how a tool like Radiant 6 and Social Studio can be used to listen and inform goals and strategies for a potential client. Then being able to translate what you learn from data and insights and your client objectives, being able to translate those into specific goals. So what are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to increase engagement? Are we trying to increase awareness? Are we trying to trying to drive traffic? And then defining those into specific strategies. How are we going to do this? Um, are we going to create a YouTube campaign? Uh, to create video content that appeals to small business owners and showcases our client R2I as a thought leader in content marketing. Who are our target audiences? What's their age range? Where are they? What are their challenges? Again, the target persona sheet that we went over, applying some of those tools and knowing why they're why they're useful to your social media marketing plan. Understanding what different platforms and channels you'll be using. And I mentioned this directly to some of you in the feedback that I gave for your strategic overview and your voice exercises. R2I, our client wants us to develop a social media strategy that takes into account all of their platforms, right? So that's LinkedIn, that's Instagram, that's Facebook. And, um, and Twitter. And um, I believe they also have a YouTube account. 
So taking that strategy and knowing that it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all remedy. So how are you going to reshape content for YouTube? What's this, what are the tactics that you're going to use to implement across YouTube? Uh, what are the different tactics and steps that you're going to take to implement your campaign? What does it look like on Twitter? How will it look differently on Facebook? So you're doing different tactics and implementation, but each tactic and how you implement is pushing forward the goal and is a part of an overarching strategy to meet the client's business objective. And how will you evaluate using analytics, monitoring, and tracking and measuring to organize and make sure that you're staying in alignment with your goals? So those are just some of the basics that are outlined in Chapter 2. Remember, marketing, know the stages of the five stages of listening and know how you use listening and implement listening to reach your target audience and refine and optimize your strategy. All right, so overall from chapter two, you need to know the purpose, uh, the purpose of developing goals and strategies to reach your target audience to better push them uh, toward taking some type of action, right? So you, your client either wants them to engage, wants them to uh, lead, maybe it's a lead generation campaign. Maybe they want their email address or their information somehow. They want them to take some type of action. So how will your social media strategy drive them toward that? Um, how will you use targeting data and insights to help inform and shape your overall social media marketing strategy? All right, chapter three, identifying target audiences. Okay, so this was a question on the quiz and some of you struggle with this. So I'm just going to lay it out. Targeting the targeting process in a social media marketing strategy is first defining the target audience in different segment segments, right? So building out target persona lists, figuring out what their lifestyles are, um, are they commuters, are they readers? How are you going to get their attention? Well, first you have to know who they are. You have to know what they are trying to accomplish and then you come alongside them and create a strategy or a content approach that helps them to do that all right so the first step in targeting developing a targeting strategy for a social media campaign is defining the target audience and the different segments are they mobile users desktop Etc. Then, once you have that data, once you have those data and those insights, you create personas for each of these different segments um, based on different messaging strategies, right? So, if our Facebook persona are typically readers, then our content strategy is really going to be probably around search engine optimized articles, long form articles, because they like to read. And perhaps taking that same content approach and reaching our Instagram persona who are more into visuals, maybe turning the key points and concepts from that article into uh, an infographic that they can, that's appealing visually, but can still communicate the same 
information. Um, after you create personas for each segment, then you can develop a media plan. I kind of already jumped into that. Figuring out what your media marketing mix is and then figuring out how to reshape your message and approach across all of your different platforms. And then finally, optimizing your media based on scheduling. What is the best time of day? What is the best uh, posting approach to reach the target audience with your message? Is it a video? Is it making sure that it goes out at a certain time in the morning? Is it making sure that it goes out in the morning, perhaps even at noon, and then maybe on the evenings during the weekends? So all of that you would have to learn and figure out through your analytics. And that leads me into chapter 13, social media marketing chapter. So we just talked about targeting. We talked about um, developing a social media marketing plan, getting to know different target audiences and analytics and social media monitoring and listening will help you to identify that. So why is social media monitoring important? One, it allows you to listen and track. So you're able to identify certain trends. Uh, you're under able to see how conversations surround a around branded keywords and branded mentions. You're able to get audience sentiment. You're able to see um, what words typically, um, what words typically appear in conversation with your branded keywords. You're able to measure and track your most engaged fans or your influencers. So monitoring really helps you kind of start from a data-driven approach. Some important definitions that are outlined in chapter 13 that you'll need to know. You need to go back and just review what, what metrics are, what KPIs are. We talked about that, key performance indicators, uh, return on investment, ROI, goals. Um, but the main ones there, metrics, KPIs, etc. cetera. Um, you'll need to know how to what tools are available for you to measure and listen. So we've, we use one in class, Social Studio, Radiant 6. So you need to know about that. And there will be um, on the midterm an exercise for you to develop a dashboard, a social media monitoring dashboard using Radiant 6. So you'll be looking at maybe your topics that you'll choose that'll be in the midterm. Maybe it'll be... Um, R2I and the Adobe Summit, or maybe it'll be um, pet shops in Maryland or pet shops in Baltimore. You can pick any topic. I think in class before we went on spring break, we talked about hip hop celebrities and the keyword groups that we used within there were female rappers versus male rappers. So um, you'll just kind of be for this section, particularly chapter 13, you'll be going through an exercise in Radiant 6 to accomplish that. Uh, but it is still important for you to know just the different terminology that's used in social media monitoring, what it helps, how it advances and enhances your social media marketing strategy, and then what tools are in there. So it talks about Google Analytics, um, and it shows just some different dashboards within there that you can use. And in the lecture notes also, you can see what type of dashboard information that it provides. So you can look in Google Analytics, you can figure out 
what the organic traffic is. So that's traffic that comes to a website through a search engine. The direct traffic, that's traffic that just comes directly to the website. So they already know you. They didn't find you or stumble upon you through a keyword. They knew exactly, they knew about your website ahead of time. So they typed it in www. and went directly to there. If it was a social referral. So in the social, in Google Analytics, you can look at the different social networks that are driving traffic to your website. Google Plus, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. Again, if you look at the slides, it's all in there. You can see how it lays out. And then um, you can also, in an advanced Google Analytics um, certification, you if you get that certification, you can look at how to create value around social engagement. So on the slide, I think it's slide 20 in the chapter 13 lecture notes, you can look at that one and see that they were able to ascribe some type of value to their individual visitors. You can't do that right out the gate. You have to learn about your audience first, but then you can ascribe a, a value of when people who land on this page are worth maybe, um, you know, a dollar per visit or a um, dollar per video view and you've you've been able to kind of quantify that because you've measured it and evaluated it over six months to a year to get that value um, so analytics helps you to really defend your ROI and defend and improve social value for what you're doing in the social space okay so chapter four just a quick review. In chapter four, you'll need to know permission versus interruption marketing. You'll need to uh, know the difference between passive and active engagement strategies, which we talked about. Um, and um, just know what the difference between interruption, right? So old way of advertising, uh, radio ads, billboard ads, television advertising, these things would kind of interrupt the viewer experience and they are considered more of the traditional advertising model but permission marketing is marketing that viewers actually are able to or i guess users viewers the target market allows the brand to it gives a brand permission through opting into an email newsletter creating an account on a twitter or being a, becoming a follower or a brand follower on instagram signing up for text message alerts so basically you give permission to the brand or the business the entity to per, to promote the chapter products. four also talks about um social media ethics right and things we need to consider when we're in social media. So number one, honesty, making sure that, um, and these are ethics not only in social media, but also from a public relations standpoint, as a public relations professional, you would want to honor these as well. So you're extending the brand, um, you wanna extend it in an honest way, you don't wanna lie about your successes, so you want to be honest and you, continue to build trust with your audience through that honesty. Privacy, so again, just being mindful and respectful of 
information that consumers share with you. Again, if they put something in the comments, they're making that information public. But you wouldn't want to go into your database and just share uh, even customer testimonials that they email you directly. You want to get that information, say, hey, this is a really good testimonial. I'd love to share this across our pages or um, create a social media campaign around this. Get their permission first. Uh, respect, treating people well. Uh, this definitely comes into play when you have trolls on your social media accounts and you're trying to figure out how to still maintain brand reputation but also addressing maybe some negative commentary that's on your page. So you want to, as a social media professional, you want to have a reputational risk plan, engagement plan in place to figure out how to address trolls. Um, a good best practice is really to acknowledge them and then try to drive the conversation offline. So, hey, thank you for your comment. Please email our human resources or please email uh, our director of communications at this location. She can discuss this further with you and help you X, Y, Z. So you get the idea. Acknowledge them and then try to drive the conversation off the platform. And then just taking responsibility. So if you put misinformation out there or if you uh, post something that's culturally insensitive and you don't recognize it in the moment, apologize, acknowledge it, and make take action quickly. Um, things can, as you all know, social media is driven by this mob mentality. So if you try to hide it or if you try to delete it, Someone has already taken a screenshot of the post, so you just have to own it. You have to address it head on and move forward. And typically, if you're an entry-level social media position, you wouldn't be speaking on behalf of the organization. So you would have to really escalate it to a higher up to get a, um, a response crafted that is either kind of vetted by the leadership of the organization, but you want to stress to them, hey, we need to get this response up in less than 24 hours, um, etc. All right, so just know those social media ethics for the chapter. All right, and finally, chapter five. So this covers social media platforms and different best practices for the different networks. And we talked about Within chapter five, the difference between B2B marketing channels and B2C channels. So an example of a B2B social media marketing platform would be LinkedIn, right? So it's designed for businesses to connect with businesses. And then Instagram or uh, Facebook or Twitter typically is more conducive for business-to-consumer communication. So know the difference between B2B, B2C, and the different platforms that fall under each of those categories. Um, we also talked about the benefits of just different social media networks. So um, in terms of Facebook, being able to share video content, being able to uh, share articles, and uh, now Facebook stories through their integration with Instagram, um, on Instagram being able to, um, and Instagram and Facebook, since they're both um, owned, Facebook owns Instagram, you can do Instagram Live, Facebook Live, 
um, just some different capabilities of each. And um, Twitter being able to use mentions and hashtags to connect and um, connect with different conversations. Uh, we talked about social network theory and how these loose associations um, are, are valuable. Um, even if we don't have 500 plus friends in real life that we actually feel are people that we connect with daily or, or they know the intimate thing details of our lives, a LinkedIn connection can typically lead to a professional uh, opportunity, a professional recommendation. So it's important to make sure that your LinkedIn is SEO optimized, make sure that you're building contacts within um, the desired area or field. Some of you have looked at your LinkedIn uh, accounts and I've said, hey, you need to put public relations in there. Make sure communications is high up in the headline, uh, digital media, digital marketing, it, journal, digital storytelling or journalism. However, you a recruiter is going to use those terms and words to find your channel. So you need to make sure that you're optimizing your content from a personal branding standpoint for the different channels. So that's one thing that we covered. Finally, for chapter five, just some best practices for social media platform marketing. And this, t you guys have already done this through your strategic overviews. But again, it's important to re to restate for the chapter, developing clear objectives and goals. Um, so social media is more of a relational marketing platform. So you want to, how can we humanize the content? How can we create a space where our audience that we're trying to reach can engage our brand in organic and relational ways. Looking at data and insights, um, understanding the metrics that you're monitoring. So if the goal is to increase engagement, then you would want to be looking at your social media reporting and monitoring, whether that's through Facebook Insights, Twitter Insights, uh, Google Analytics, Radiant 6, Social Studio, to make sure that your content is doing what it's set out to do. And if not, then you need to optimize in real time in order to do that. Knowing your audience, so developing clear, specific target personas for your different channels, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all of these different platforms have a different audience that has different behaviors that is using the tools for different reasons. So you need to do that um, strategic uh, foresight work before your campaign so you can make sure that your message is aligned with audience needs. Um, let's see, and I think that's it from chapter five. So that is, that completes the midterm review. Go back again, read the slide notes that are in Canvas, read your book, reach out to me, email me, um, Again, our office hours are from 10 a.m. to 2, so I can meet if you have questions, um, and then you should be ready to take your midterm, which will go live this week. All right. Have a great week. Bye-bye.